Good morning and welcome to the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. This is Pastor Donnie Schumate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I want to thank you for taking time uh, to tune in with us today. We're glad that you're here this morning. We've been studying for some time now in the Gospel of St. Mark. What a study it's been how we've enjoyed being with you, going through verse by verse, chapter by chapter through this wonderful book in our Bible. If you have a copy of God's Word nearby, I want to encourage you this morning to open up your Bible along with me as we study from the precious Word of God today. Thank the Lord for, for again, for this day that he's given to us a health and strength and the ability to move and breathe and have our being and to be able to look at his word. And we know that Jesus had been dealing with different groups that had come towards him as he made his way or after he had made his way into Jerusalem on that Palm Sunday. For the next couple of days, Jesus was confronted by different groups of people who were solely and sorely against him. As we think about that, we know that the chief priests and the scribes and, uh, the, and the elders came against him and questioned his authority. And we also remember that another group, the Pharisees and Herodians, had gathered and joined together Two polar opposites, if you will, uh, political and religious, have come and questioned Jesus and tried to trip him up, tried to trap him. And now another group, the Sadducees, who didn't believe in life after death, came to Jesus and they had questions about, and they threw out a story trying to trap the Lord about a man that died and his wife was left behind childless and the man had seven brothers and by the time the end of the story turned around all the men uh, had done what the Old Testament required the Jew to do from Deuteronomy chapter 25 and verse number six and that was to raise up seed to the dead brother and then they asked a question whose wife if she died eventually and they, they all died childless and there was no seed left, but whose wife would she be in the resurrection? And they offered that just as a trap trying to trick Jesus. And we know, and we looked yesterday, and I'm just going to 
re-look at that for just a moment, give you a couple of thoughts here and we'll move right into today is one thing that I want to leave with you in verse number 26 and 27. But as we look at this, we recall yesterday, we looked at verse 26 and we saw Jesus addressing the resurrection. Notice that in verse 26, it says, and as touching the dead, that they rise and they do rise according to the Lord Jesus. Now, if the dead don't rise, Jesus lied. And I'm glad there is no uh, no fault in him at all. He is truth. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Our faith depends on him being truthful in every way. And my friends, this morning, I'm glad that I serve a risen Savior today who's alive today. He arose from the grave, and he knows the resurrection is true because he is the resurrection and the life. Not only Jesus addresses the resurrection, but we saw Jesus activated their remembrance by calling them. He said, have you not read in the book of Moses how in the bush God spake unto him? And there's where we're going to pick up this morning in the latter part of verse 26. Jesus activated their remembrance by calling on them to think about the Old Testament, the Jews called the Torah, the Greek word is Pentateuch, and we, we hear that often, and that's just another word for the first five books of the writings of Moses. Jesus, thirdly, this morning, affirms the resurrection. If you will notice with me in verse 26, let's read the entirety of the verse. And as touching the dead that they rise, have you not read in the book of Moses how in the bush God spake unto him? saying, I'm the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He asked him a question. Have you read in the book of Moses? Have you read in the Old Testament where God spake unto Moses and said this to him out of a burning bush? So what it is, is Jesus is citing historical Moses here. Now, we know the story of Moses. What a story it is. And I want to encourage you to study the life of Moses. You'll be greatly blessed and benefited by that. But God said to Moses, out of the burning bush, I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. Exodus chapter 3, verse number 6. I want to read that reference of what Jesus is speaking. Moreover, he said, and this is in Exodus 6, what Moses wrote that God said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Moses' burning bush experience, God spoke to him and Jesus repeated these words. In Exodus 3, God declared he was individually each of these patriarchs God. In other words, all three of these men had already passed away when Moses was at the burning bush. Abraham was dead. Isaac was dead. Jacob was dead and been long dead. All three of these men were dead. But isn't it amazing that God said, notice that, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Note with me this morning that God didn't say, I was their God, and they're no longer, which would imply Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob 
were non-existent. <laughs> but he didn't say that. He didn't say, I was their God, but he said, I am. I am the God of thy father and the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. I'm glad that he didn't say I was their God, but that he is their God. And so we can say that Jesus clarifies this, and not only by he cited historical Moses, but what he's doing, he's clarifying his message to the Sadducees. Now, notice with me in verse 27. hope this will help you. He says, he is not the God of the dead about that. God is not God of any that is dead. And I hate to say that, but many in hell, God does not know them. He, he, they're there because they rejected the Son of God. Notice what he says. He is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. Ye, ye therefore do greatly err. Now, I want to say a couple of things here, and I'm going to close this morning. But Jesus is really clarifying. He makes it simple. And I hope you can see it. I hope you can understand it. Because if God's your God, he's your savior. You can trust him. He's the God of the living. You have eternal life and eternal life is in the son of God. Can I say this? The greatness of life eternal. I thank God for life eternal. I'm glad that I'm saved. I'm sealed. I'm on my way to heaven. The phrase eternal life or life eternal is found in 30 verses in the New Testament, with 26 of them being the phrase eternal life. Four of them is the opposite, life eternal. If you look it up, you'll find it that way. Two of the verses are in Matthew. Two of them are in Luke. Two of them are in uh, Mark. And, uh, and then we look, and then there are nine verses in the Gospel of John, more than any other book in the New Testament. In Acts, there's one verse that has it. Romans, there's three verses that have it. First Timothy, there's two verses. Titus has two verses. First John has six verses. And Jude only has one verse. But I'm thankful that eternal life is a Bible doctrine. And I'm glad that Jesus gives us great clarification as he stood before those men who were unbelievers, who did not believe in life after death. Let me say this. John 3.15. John said these words. Before the famous John 3.16. We need to step back. One verse from that. John 3.15. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. What is eternal life? It's never ending life. It's life forever and forever. Can I say to you, thank God that I'm saved today and I'm undeserving of it, but still doesn't cancel the order. God saved me and he has given unto me eternal life. Notice something else. John 10 and verse number 28. Jesus said, and I give unto them. Didn't say I bought it. I worked for it. I obtained it. I earned it some form or fashion. I wiggled in. I was good enough. I was handsome enough. I was pretty enough. I didn't. I, I gave enough. I worked enough. It's not what he said. And I give. It's a gift. I give unto them eternal life 
and they shall never perish. Neither shall any of any man pluck them out of my hand. My father, which gave them me, is greater than all. No man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. And I and my father are one. Jesus said, I got you in my hand. God's got me in his hand. And you're safe and you're secure because you can't be plucked out. Can I tell you, glory to God, you should thank God for eternal life. And then lastly, and my time has gone again, I see the greatest of life's error, you see, is not to trust in God and not to believe in the afterlife. And I want to say this, if you don't believe in Jesus, you're going to miss it. You may believe there's some kind of afterlife, but if you don't trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, You'll die in your sins and you will face not eternal life, but eternal death. And how sad that is. Paul wrote to the church of Corinth. He said this, and I want to encourage you today that are saved. And if you're not saved, you need to be. First Corinthians 15, 12 says, now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead. In other words, Paul's hitting on those Sadducees. But if there is no, if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? Paul goes on to say, and if Christ be not risen, then our preaching vain. Then is our preaching vain, and your faith vain. In other words, I'll say that today. It's applicable right now that my preaching is vain unless Jesus rose from the grave, and so is every other preacher that is in this world or teacher. It's vain. If, if Jesus did not bodily arise from the grave, and let me just say this, and those of you who profess salvation, Bible said, Paul said that not only the preaching would be in vain, but your faith is also vain. Empty is what vain means. Then he goes on to say, yea, and we are found false witnesses of God. If we're not telling you the truth, we're not preaching the truth. And if Jesus didn't rise, all of this, it hinges on the resurrection. Understand the importance of the resurrection this morning. And I know I'm getting a little preachy, but I can't help it this morning. And if Christ be not risen, then our preaching is vain and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ whom he raised up not. If so, be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain and ye are yet in your sins. Then they also, which are fallen asleep in Christ, those that have died in Christ are perished. But then he goes on to say this, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead. Oh, child of God, we should rejoice today because he's alive and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. I praise his name this morning. I'm glad for eternal life. and That eternal life is in and by Christ Jesus alone. Do you know him today as your savior? 
Oh, I hope and pray you do. I hope and pray that you'll take these truths as Jesus stood before those unbelievers and he expounded the truth. And he said, you do err because you don't know the scripture and you don't know the power of God. If you're not saved today, you probably lack and maybe you know the scripture. I don't know, but you've never experienced the power of God in the transformation of salvation. You need the Lord. The Bible says we've all sinned, come short of the glory of God. Sin is anything. Think, say, or do that displeases God. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible also says, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You can be saved today if you'll just pray the sinner's prayer. Lord, forgive me of my sin. Forgive me, Lord. I've sinned. I've transgressed against you. And I want, Lord, I believe you died for me. Jesus, I believe you died for me. Listen, God loves you. Jesus died for you. Put your faith in the Lord Jesus. Trust him today. Ask him. Call upon him. Repent of your sins. Believe that he'll save you. He'll do that. If you call on him and trust him and ask him. Well, this is Pastor Donnie Shoemate, and I hope and pray that you uh, have been benefited and blessed today. Thank you for taking time to be with us this morning. May God bless you is our prayer. Lord willing, we'll be back again for another Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. Bye-bye. Child, I know you're sorry for all that you have done. Just breathe.